0: Three, two, one, clap. (laughs) (laughs) Hi guys, welcome to episode forty-one of the split screen gaming podcast, that occasionally weekly podcast where I, Holden DePardo and Chad Michael Innes talk about video games. This is a extremely special episode. We joke and we say that a lot, but it's true this time because it is the game of the year episode we're gonna talk about our favorite games of the year what we think the best games of the yeah, year who cares are what the industry's game of the year was exactly dollars. matter of fact jeff Keeley was like hey guys what is your pick for the game of the year and he just listened to us that's not a spoiler alert but he just listened to us for all the categories he had those other jury members but it was just us we're also gonna talk about our usual stuff <laughs> what we've been playing the news of the week. We're gonna skip review roundup this week because we have so much to talk right, about.
1: Skip it tight. But
0: we'll about it we will talk about it next also week. Skipped it last week. <laughs> no, we didn't. Your mom. No, we talked. We we didn't quite do it as formally as we have done it before. We talked about the Curse of Osiris DLC. Curse
1: of oh, Osiris O'Reillys. But auto we did it.
0: Parts. Don't don't belittle me. Okay, I know what I'm doing. No, I'm I'm begging you. Well, I'm gonna. Be big, you by listening to you about what games you played this week.
1: I have played this week exclusively. <laughs> Sorry, every time I say exclusively like that, I think about my roommate's ex roommate, my roommate's ex roommate, who had exclusively butt sex. <laughs> so she was a she was a cool. Hey, do it, do it makes you feel good, girl. Um, but I have That's been playing hysterical. exclusively Bioshock this week. Ah, I knew I knew that you know I'm doing it on survivor difficulty with no vita chambers. Oh, that's right. So I can that's get right. platinum trophy all in one go. So I am. Uh, I I knew it was going to take me a little longer. So I've been playing that for probably about 10 hours
0: this week. How's it going? Without going into details, like, is it are you doing well or is it really yes. difficult?
1: No. Once you, the beginning of the game is super hard, but then once you get some some good plasmids and weapons. It starts to be manageable. Just save
0: a lot. Pretty much after you fight every room of people, save. (laughs) I'm about, I'd say, five hours in, and I like it a lot so far. But we'll talk about it next week. Because I'm excited to talk about that game. Well, like ten days-ish from now. Occasionally weekly. Occasionally weekly. It'll be next week, at some point during the week. Because that's how we work. Actually, I'll be on vacation until Friday. Shut up. (laughs) Okay.
1: So... I had a big week this week for gaming. Do we still I talk had... about your games? I thought we just did still... play Zelda and move on.
0: <laughs> I didn't play any Zelda. Actually, <laughs> I took the back. I did play Zelda, but not Breath of the Wild. Okay, okay. I got an play? SNES Classic. That's right, you did! So exciting. Um, I played a bunch of the games on it just to kind of test them out. Yeah? I played a lot of Link of the Past because I had not played the game in a, in a little while. And that's just been really fun to play with the controllers intended to be played with. But I want yeah. to other games that I kind of play that I actually really enjoyed that I didn't expect to enjoy. Which one? One, Super Donkey Country, or Donkey Kong Donkey Country. Donkey Kong
1: Country, yes, yes, is
0: a fucking amazing game. It's so good. I love that. And I was kind of worried that the, I don't know what the art style is, but where they kind of take different what I don't even know what they're called, but it's not like a 2D sprite, it's, what is Donkey Kong's as like a character made out of in the game, besides him being- Pixels. Pixels. There's a term for it, though, and I thought I was going to hate that kind of style, but it works really well. It's really fun. The controls are super tight. Yep. It yeah, just plays it really, is a really well. It's worthy
1: platforming, like. It, it's hard. Um, uh, it's hard, rival though. to Mario. Donkey Kong yeah. Country 2 is my jam. Diddy Comics not not Classic. Play, though. I know. But you can hack it and put more How rooms easy on it. is that? I don't know. I haven't looked into it, but I kind of want to. And my mom got one, and she's asking me to hack hers. Oh really? Because she That's loves funny. Donkey Kong Country too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. Because wouldn't your parents like make you do things in that game to make it easier for them or something like that? Or is that oh like yeah, they world?
1: would be. We would we would quote unquote play games as a family. But what that meant is they would play games until they get frustrated and died a lot, and then they'd say, "Hey, we're gonna go take a smoke break." You just get us a whole bunch <laughs> of lives from the first level over
0: and over. And I'm like, yeah, I'm playing
1: games with mom and dad. <laughs>
0: It's better than what I got. I got nothing for video games. Yeah. Yeah, I got a whole you lot of nothing. The other game I so I played um Ghouls and Ghosts. Just to, I heard it was super hard, and I'm like, Let's super ghouls. See and ghosts. Super ghouls and ghosts. It's really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. I couldn't like if there's a timer, it's like a countdown timer for five minutes. I haven't made it I haven't made it to like four minutes and fifteen seconds yet. It I can only last forty five seconds before I die. And I think it's because I'm being too uh, aggressive, but it's hard. It's hard. It's fun. It's hard. Anyway, that game's really hard. That's all there really is to say about that game, but I played Super Punch Out. I didn't make it that far in it, but it was fun. That's a really fun game.
1: Mike Tyson, Super Punch Out.
0: Have you played it? No, you haven't I haven't. Any, any, you haven't you play, it's on the SNES Classic, which you have, yeah. so you should play it. I didn't play all 29 games. Or
1: 21 games. Two. Three, four, five, everybody. Okay. Uh, sorry. Well, maybe we should make it next month's game. No, just kidding.
0: Super Punch Out is totally not long enough to do that.
1: What are we gonna do? Cheese
0: and rice. What are we gonna do? I think we're just gonna keep talking about SNES Classic because I game. got a few more games we want to talk about okay. that are on there. Um, one is um, Final Fantasy three, which is really apparently Final six. Fantasy six, but it, they say it's three on it's there. Because in Japan, it was. And I started playing that game, and I'm like, I'll just play a little bit.
1: It was six there, but it was three here, and then we renamed it to six, and the anthology Yeah, we is... never,
0: we never got the original Final Fantasy three until it came out on the DS. Yeah. Which I played that. That was a very good game. So I started playing this game, and I wasn't, I was like, oh, I just want to see what it's like, and just, you know, kind of see, like, an RPG's, like, like, from that era, and I ended up playing it for, like, two hours, yeah, and I'm like, crap, good. I could. It's really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, So that's something I'm definitely investing a lot of time in. And I'm kind of finding that as I'm playing all these games and being like, okay, this was really good too. All right. And this was really awesome. And I'm like, man, this whole era of games is just so good. (laughs) Right? It's just so good. Like there's still, I haven't still checked out Super Mario RPG. I thought you had played a little bit of that. No, I hadn't. I've played like, um, well, I downloaded the ROM for it a while ago and then never quite Like did anything with it? Gotcha. I like played like five seconds of it, and I'm like, oh, I downloaded all these other ROMs I want to play, and just never went back to it. Um, one game though I played, and I'm like, wow, this really doesn't hold up. It was still fun though, which is weird. Is um Super Mario Kart does not (laughs) hold up that well. (laughs) That thing looks like
1: trash. Are you playing it on the CRT with the scan lines?
0: Yes, me too. Yeah, that's the 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 only way to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I was playing it in in pixel perfect mode at first, and then I'm like, no, but it doesn't feel like I'm playing this game as I would have been playing it back in the 90s. But Super Mario Kart is rough because it's just flat. Like, there are obstacles that get in your way, but they are also flat. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) you really kind of can't tell sometimes. Like, at first, I was trying to avoid all these random yellow dots that were on the road. (laughs) Oh, wait, those are coins. (laughs) And the question mark boxes, they're also just flat boxes on the ground. How do you avoid all of those coins? Well, I wasn't I was like, crap, how do I avoid this? And then I hit it and I'm like, oh, that's a coin. Like it wasn't (laughs) like I was driving off the road. That is one thing though, is that it is it does not slow you down that much when you drive on the ground. Like off track. Yeah. Like I was able to cut corners and all that really easily. More like I had to cut corners because I don't understand drifting in that game at all.
1: I didn't even realize it was in that game, I guess because I was so young yeah. when I played it, until I went back and played it on the SNES Classic.
0: Yeah. It's like you go to drift, and then you end up drifting way quicker than you thought you would, and then you just missed your turn completely, and now you're on the grass. It just doesn't work as well, and it's probably just because I'm used to Mario Kart 8. Yep. Deluxe. Two Deluxe. items. Two items. <laughs> <laughs> it makes such a difference. It does make it a big difference. I know, I know it does to you um it it really does it changes the strategy it's a great game <laughs> i know i know so um yeah it's it's an awesome system i'm surprised by when i get home now i'm not thinking "Oh, i want to play my switch i'm like i'm going to my snes classic which is funny because i just got another big game oh my gosh week. what game well not a big game it is a big game but it was a small small game okay i got i got stardew valley
1: oh so you're gonna be playing that for hundreds of
0: hours yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, I totally see why people get addicted to this. Does game. Does that
1: scratch the uh, Happy Camper home house Animal Crossing? That's the one. It does. Animal I crossing, was just going to say that's that what it, I was looking
0: for. It's holding me off till Animal Crossing comes out. Okay. It is a different game, but it's it's I, it's surprisingly good because it's it's got a very wide variety of gameplay. Actually, there's the farming aspect.
1: No, okay. So I think we've had this discussion before. Have you ever played Harvest Moon? Uh, No, I haven't. Okay. Well, then you won't know the answer to this question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know a little bit about it. What's the question? I was going to say, how similar to Harvest Moon is Stardew Valley? I don't know the answer to that question. Told (laughs) you. So I was talking about the variety of gameplay. So basically, you're switching between farming and building your farm, which is... Choosing what crops you're going to plant, to the layout of the crops, to if you have a barn and what animals you have in the barn. Sure. You collect eggs, that kind of stuff. That I know is very similar to Stardew Valley. You also have this whole town you get to go into, and you're building relationships between those people, which basically seems to be you give them gifts to get them to like you, which is a really shallow version of – basically yes it's just everyone like santa, would hate
1: santa if he did not give out presents
0: exactly even though Santa's the farmer of the village and provides all the food for the village but i guess fuck that guy i guess well i mean if all scenario. he does
1: is give everyone food and no presents and then lets little kids sit on his lap oh well, i don't like kids sit on my lap i don't do I that mean, in this game but like wh- why would they be sitting on his lap if it wasn't for presents good point what vegetable do you want Carrots, too phallic. Celery, also too phallic. Eggplant, he only has phallic fruits.
0: You can also grow wheat as well in this game, which is oh, not phallic. Well, yeah. it depends
1: on how thin your wiener is. If it's very <laughs> thin and long and stringy, then yes, phallic. And it <laughs> breaks out into different strings. It's a very strange yes, shape. It's yeah. like a cat wiener. It has barbs on the end.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so, <laughs> so anyway, there's also um you're doing like chores for your villagers which is kind of more where it's it like animal crossing yeah but there's also this cave and it's a very very deep cave and you're basically trying to always get deeper into the cave and there are monsters in there you can fight and they give you certain things that you can use to craft different items that help you build your your um, farm up Gotcha. or to get better weapons to fight the guys in there so it kind of like if there's a day where i'm like you know i've done all my farming I don't feel like talking to these assholes because honestly, none of them are very interesting. <laughs> I just want gonna... is my money and my gifts. Basically, yeah, uh, I just go in the cave and I just kind of explore there for a little bit. That's that's fun. Um, I've it's it's the kind of game I like to play when I'm listening to a podcast or something. Gotcha. Like I just, I it doesn't take a lot of thought to play the game. You can just chill, enjoy, and play the game. It's not as amazing as everyone has made it out to be online. Like there are people who. I don't know if I'm going to put 300 hours into this game, but there are people who have put 300 hours into that game.
1: That's okay. You can put 300 hours into a game that's not amazing. I've put but more I'm than just that, saying, I'm, sure, I'm just into saying, Pokemon Go.
0: I'm just saying for me. Like, for me personally, I am i wouldn't put 300 hours into a game that I'm not enjoying. Like, oh, to this amazing a game
1: and not having it be amazing. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. Alright, never mind. You're not getting what I'm saying. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I'm saying it's not the kind of game that I would personally spend that much time in, because I'm not enjoying it to that extent. But I also haven't gotten very deep into it. So maybe some things will start happening that get me more invested. There is one aspect of this game that drives me nuts. And that is fishing. Fishing seems impossible. And maybe I'm just missing something. Probably. But But how it works is you cast your line out, just like fishing. Yeah. And Then you get this bar, and in the bar there's a little fish that moves up and down, Mm -hmm. and then you're controlling this green bar that you move up and down by tapping Y. So you hold down Y to get it to go up, and you let go of it to get it to go down, and it moves very fast. Okay. And you have to make sure that the fish is inside your green bar in order to reel it in, but the fish is constantly moving all over the place, and I can never hit Y in the right in the right combination to get the fish to stay in there. And I always, I've caught one fish. I've caught one fish in this whole game.
1: Okay. You're getting very inside baseball right now with Stardew Valley and I'm not following you.
0: (laughs) Well, someone will follow me and it is so frustrating. I don't like
1: it. I'm sorry. You can't get up your green bar by hitting the Y a lot to catch your fish
0: (laughs) with your rod. The point is it's annoying. I don't care for that part of the game, but I feel like I should care about that part of the game because you can make money selling fish. It's frustrating every that's, time I go. No, that's,
1: yep. <laughs> I should care about that game because you can make money selling fish.
0: It just should be a year. big part of the. It should, It's not the game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like it should be, not as totally frustrating as it is. Sure. Yeah, you're it's probably totally doing something very wrong. I, I honestly, though, not to my own horn here, but I don't think I am. I just don't think it's a great mechanic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it was a little indie game that came out on Steam, right?
0: Yeah, it was on Steam. So. A, here's the thing, though. It was made in four years by one guy. That I did not know, and that is that's impressive. That kind of changes a lot of my criticisms, criticisms a lot, because he made a thought that was the best fishing mechanic ever, <laughs> and no one was there to tell him it wasn't. Oh, But... Poor I'm dude. liking it, though. Like, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm enjoying it. Although, when I got my SNES Classic, I just threw everything else at the window and just played that nonstop. So.
1: We, should, we should choose an SNES Classic game as our Game of the Month next month.
0: I think we need to do Earthbound because I think we started our podcast saying oh, we are going to play yeah. Earthbound. yeah. So that, that'd right. be a good one. That'd okay. be a good one. But other than that, I don't think we have any other games to talk about this week.
1: What? We're going to breeze through some news real quick so we can get to the real meat. Everyone knows you're all here for 2017 Game of the Year, year in review. Uh,
0: but and if you are, by- you can just skip ahead with the chapter <laughs> markers. Yes,
1: because we have chapter markers if you're listening to a podcast app that supports chapters. And thanks to Chad for codes. doing all that because he's yeah, awesome. Good thing I remembered to keep doing all those time codes through this whole episode so far <laughs> with all of our technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> And I'm going to do our first one right now. <laughs> <laughs> News! Nudes, nudes, nudes. Everybody loves the nudes.
0: Well, I talked for a while, Chad, so give me you a did. Story. You talked
1: for a long time. Uh, hey, we mentioned earlier our Bungie's Curse of Osiris DLC for Destiny 2. Um, yep. Um, there is a fix. We I think we talked about this last week where some of the content was blocked. Including trophies was blocked with the new update, that if you have only the original game, you can't get the Platinum Trophy because of the um, the Prestige Nightfall or Raid. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, listen, yeah, we know we messed up. It's hard making a game that is accessible to everyone, but also people wanted to get harder and scale with them, and we're trying to bridge that gap. So they're working on it. They're going to have a, a fix soon um, to... It already has fixed some of those pe- things, but they're going to try to like rebalance some stuff. That's all coming to Destiny. Yeah. If you play Destiny, which I got to get back to, um, so that's all good and well. I'm glad they're listening. PUBG glad is out you. on Xbox,
0: yeah, Finally. and it's running great.
1: <laughs> it's not running super well. It doesn't look as good, but obviously it's a console versus a PC. But what is surprising is they already have over a million u-
0: users yeah that's not that's not surprising to me um i was listening to this guy talk about it and it was just hilarious how he's defending it he said that i like it i like the xbox version because when you're falling when you jump out of your plane and you're falling down to the map all the buildings look like lumps of clay <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i don't think that's a reason to love that game <laughs> but i just get the vibe that some of the technical issues in the PC version we're kind of endearing to it a little bit. So maybe yeah. people have that same affinity towards it. But it sounds like it's not running great. But it's also yeah, in beta I think still. I kind
1: of know what you're getting into with that game, though. Yeah. Uh, on that same topic, if you get an Xbox One X between now and Christmas, it is going to come
0: with PUBG on it. So, oh, really? Yeah. Not the beta, but, like, you get the game.
1: Well, it is It is the beta. Well, the game is early access right now.
0: Yeah. But what I'm saying it's not just like a beta access thing. Where it's like hey, you get it for like no, a weekend. It comes it's with like a, you a get the copy of game. PUBG. Wow. They must not be selling a lot of those Xbox One X's. I don't know. I don't think they are because we haven't heard Well, a they won't peep. tell us. <laughs> yeah, they haven't heard of <laughs> Until about they pass
1: it. 70 million units, they won't let us know. <laughs> so never.
0: <laughs> They'll never tell us. I never uh, tell. What movie is that from? I don't know. Your mom. I don't know well i have an xbox story as well it's oh not really yeah an xbox tell me about story, the xbox but it's related oh. did you hear about the ios release of cuphead i did hear about it and it is now gone it is now gone because it was a scam and it wasn't released by the developers themselves however apparently it did play
1: yeah apparently you could play it and it just had really shitty looking textures, background- textures yeah and yeah. the controls were awful yeah, but it's interesting but that they, it. like yeah that they had a, a playable version of that game on iOS even though they were spoofing it.
0: So if you, I mean uh, Apple must have seized the funds as well. Could they do that? I don't know. I don't know. Because I bet people bought it was a five bucks. I bet people bought that game. Yeah, like in a, in a, a good amount of people bought the game. I bet.
1: I'm just saying that when I read the article, there was a screenshot of Cuphead and it said "Open," not "Buy." next to the the app store listing
0: so that person bought the game oh yeah absolutely another game came out for ios that i was very surprised by maybe this was announced before tell me
1: all about it
0: fez is out on ios oh yeah fez so in case you didn't have it on playing
1: that in the break room the other day on ios yep
0: yeah it's a great game so if you don't if you don't have a video game console because it's on every console (laughs) is it though it's not on Switch, but it's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. I thought it was
1: only. I thought it was a PlayStation exclusive, like only. No, on I'm P- pretty PS3 sure it's and PC and
0: Xbox as well. I'm gonna look it up while you talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the mobile version of Fez. I mean, if you haven't played it, it's fantastic. It's basically a 2D platformer game, but you're in a 3D world, and you can kind of spin the world around like a Rubik's cube almost to see different sides of this 2D plane that you're on. It's yep. it's really bizarre game. And you have to, to learn ex- another explain. language. Yes, you do. It's all about dimensions and other fun things for casual gamers.
1: Oh, yeah. It was released on in 2012 on Xbox 360. Yeah. All the PlayStations in 2014. And then mm-hmm. iOS in, on December 13th.
0: Yeah. So that was surprising. Because I thought that Phil Fish like, left the video game industry. I guess he realized that he didn't have enough money to float him for that long, so he had to really <laughs> spend somewhere else. He wants to pull a notch and
1: make it into Minecraft and just go everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of iOS, if you like Xbox and chatting, and you want to copy Nintendo Switch's chat solution, you now have Party Chat in the Xbox iOS and Android. Really? Apps.
0: Xbox is doing
1: that. Yeah. i'm Well, all right. N- Nintendo was doing it out of necessity. Xbox is doing it as an extra option. I guess okay. maybe if you want to like use AirPods to do your chat,
0: although you might be like, able to do that. Can you? Do I like
1: that on Xbox. I think you can
0: yeah you must be able to I love how you say that Nintendo did it out of necessity as if they didn't decide (laughs) this solution's way better yep they didn't have any other choice well I got one Nintendo story
1: okay okay that's not the big one of the
0: week um Pokemon Crystal versions coming to 3DS in January
1: Mm, 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 mm.
0: that's exciting
1: I think that's the one of that generation that I played silver gold crystal pretty sure I played
0: crystal so you skipped gold and silver then because Crystal came out afterwards. It was like a year later.
1: Yeah. I actually didn't play Crystal until, I don't know, like a neighbor like gave us a bunch of their shit. It was like f- six years after Crystal came out that we got it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be old school and play something on my Game Boy today. Oh, look, there's Pokemon Crystal from a neighbor's trash pile.
0: I just remember a friend, that had, uh, a friend of mine had Crystal. And I was so jealous because when he started a Pokemon battle, his Pokemon moved a little bit. It's more like they twitched because in gold and silver they it's just like a little like picture of like a Pikachu comes in a frame yeah but in this one Pikachu come in a frame and then his tail will like waggle a little bit Ooh. it's a big big difference huge difference yeah
1: yeah the last Pokemon I bought was Pokemon yellow and then between on virtual console you mean no no well so it was I bought Pokemon yellow as a kid well my mom bought it oh was okay. a kid in that time and then frame, the okay. next Pokemon I bought after that was Alpha Sapphire on New 3DS. Oh, wow. You didn't buy yeah. like, any Pokemon I skipped a lot games. of
0: Pokemons. I skipped a few, too, but I didn't realize it wasn't as many as I thought. The only ones I haven't played are, like, the Platinum, um, uh, Diamond, and Pearl era. Yeah. I didn't play Black or White 2. And I never finished X and Y because I thought those games were not up to par for me. You Pokemon snob. But, and I didn't buy Ultra Moon, Ultra Sun because it's just the same thing as Sun and Moon. Apparently it's not, so. It seems like it's pretty much the same thing.
1: Well, mm, eh.
0: Well. But I might get Crystal because I didn't beat Gold when I bought Gold again. and So I might as well has... buy it again in a just so, slightly I, w- different form.
1: I'm not going to buy Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because it's the same game, but I'll go ahead and buy the game <laughs> I didn't beat that's 10 years old.
0: No, because I have wanted to go back and play Crystal and just <laughs> experience what I wanted to as a kid. Shut up, Chad. It's nostalgia, Okay. <laughs> Those are like 10 bucks versus $40. You're right. One
1: last thing about iOS. Harry Potter RPG announced coming from Port Key Games, which is a new thing that they formed to take care of all Harry Potter games going forward. Ooh. But it's a mobile game, so...
0: I lied to Chad. You lied I, to Chad? I lied to you, yes. Why? I do have one more Nintendo story. Okay. And that's that the director of Breath of the Wild has said he has lots of ideas for future installments... And that they've already begun work on the next game. Good. Which I'm glad. Because to me that means no more Breath of the Wild DLC. Yep. I don't We're want ready more.
1: ready for a new Zelda game.
0: I'm ready for a new one. And I think that... I was going to say a thought about Breath of the Wild. I'm going to save that for when we talk about stuff later on. Cool. Because that will come up later on for sure. Great. We'll keep this All going.
1: All right. All right.
0: We have two... Hey, do you remember the Atari over- box? Whoa. Whoa, Chad. Whoa, I was talking, and then you just like interrupted me. But the Atari box is way more important than whatever. It I was absolutely say. is
1: because I want to make sure everyone knows that when you said last week that pre-orders are going live on Thursday, they are no longer going live on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, they got
0: delayed. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, next week you start pre-ordering. I'm just kidding, guys. I don't yep. know why we said that. And their
1: Indiegogo campaign got delayed. It still says spring of 2018, but yeah.
0: And I, so I actually have a correction. No one wants that. I may I so I said I actually have two corrections from last week actually. One is that Atari, Atari box uh it was supposed to be two hundred dollars. It's gonna be between two fifty and three hundred. Oh, shut up. No if one this, wants that. It all right. If it were three hundred dollars, it has to be as powerful as a PS4 and be able to play like PC games and be a competitor to those consoles. If it's not a competitor to those consoles, it needs to be a hundred dollars. Yeah or one fifty max. Yep. This thing is gonna tank so badly and it's a lot of that because Atari has marketed it terribly like,
1: it's not what gonna is... come out I mean it's an indieGoGo campaign they're not gonna raise enough money it's it's not gonna come out
0: we'll see we'll see the other correction I had from last week last week I was talking about Star Wars Battlefront two being forty bucks yeah it's forty bucks at gamestop physical gotcha
1: that's gotcha. that's that's what the story was yeah okay so it was gotcha yeah well that concludes all of my news stories I got three for the one.
0: I got three new stories, Okay, and then we'll get to that that one that's very the special. One. We have two open betas next month. We have an open beta for Dissidia Final Fantasy NT.
1: You know what? I'll try that open beta.
0: I'm going to try that open beta. Did you play the PSP version at all?
1: I played uh, Dissidia, yeah, the very first one. I did not play Dissidia Duo Decim,
0: I didn't play but that I one either. Dissidia. But I Dissidia, yeah. I, that was really fun. I played a lot of that on my PSP. So that's going to be from January 12th to January 21st. So that'll be fun, and then there's going to be and I'm going to try this one just because I'm super super curious. God, so curious! Metal Gear Survive open beta yep. next month. Um, this could be a huge disaster. I'm curious. Everyone who have heard has played it at trade shows and stuff. Say it actually plays very well, and it's fun. But I just I'm dying to know what the Metal Gear Solid franchise looks like with yeah. zombies, and it just seems weird. So that's going to be on uh, January 18th to the 21st. So at the same time almost as. They Isidia. will be concurrent. At They'll be concurrent. And then in sad news, but never uh-huh. really sad news when the game gets delayed Oh. Uh-huh. Ninokuni 2 is delayed, but only by a little bit. Two it's weeks. It's now going to be, yeah, I say like two weeks. It's coming out March 23rd, 2018. It seems like that's now the week of oh games. Oh my God, right? Because we are thinking that God of War is going to come out that week. You know, Cooney's not going to come out that week. What else? I don't remember is, what so else, something was else? There, there was a, we, two other games that were announced yeah, for that week. There was a bunch week. of shit. It's like October twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. I guess we'll
1: see that in our uh, preview next week's episode. We'll look at a preview of twenty eighteen. Yeah, what's announced? What's coming up? Predictions, shit like
0: that. Stay tuned. But now we're going to jump into our year in review with, with, a, with a news story with from Burton birdie- DePardo pretty big new story this is an exciting one for me because i'm a big nintendo fan and they're kind of i wouldn't say they're back on top but they're back to doing well like doing very well and they're at 10 million units sold in about what is that 10 months nine months now to uh nine march months. so nine, nine months. months
1: they've had a 10 million dollar baby
0: they've had a 10 million dollar baby they sold 10 million units of the nintendo switch they
1: got pregnant that's great the beginning of march and they just delivered a baby made of solid gold that was worth 10 million dollars <laughs>
0: I think this is huge news. I mean, if you contrast that to the Wii U. Sorry, 10 million units, not
1: dollars. Not every... Yeah, they only sold $10 million
0: worth. (laughs) (laughs) They probably passed out a long time ago. Um, Yes, they sold 10 million million units. So there are 10 million... And that's sold. That's not like shipped. That is sold. That is almost
1: the lifetime sales of the Wii U. They're going to pass the Wii U in a year.
0: Yeah, easily pass it in a year or two. And this is cool too because this is actually better than what Nintendo's projections were. I'm pretty sure they said by the end of the year they wanted to have eight million units sold. So this is a pretty big jump up from that. That's super exciting, I think that's a good place I think to this start. Is, yeah, I think it's a good place to start because I really think that this is this was kind of Nintendo's year. I thought like they U really Nintendo dominated. Came
1: back and rose like a phoenix from the ashes of the Wii U.
0: You have a format you want to do for for I this. Do Did you want to talk a little bit about like just the switch in general over the year first or I
1: think we'll talk about that in our little March segment.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Like I don't I don't I don't know. Do you want to do a switch segment before we do a year in the review?
0: I don't want to do a segment, but I just want to acknowledge at least that that was a fucking incredible launch year. Yeah. Like I haven't like done any like analysis and looked at all the console launches, but I can't think of a console launch that has gone they just had, like, this, not only like the unit sold, but just had this many awesome games yeah. on the system. It was really smart of Nintendo to pace
1: that out that way as well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this would be the equivalent of the next Xbox launching with Halo and Gears of War all, like, the same, like, year. It'd be, like, that kind of, like, big one-two punch. And Nintendo did that. Like, their two biggest franchises. I'm a little worried about what 2018's going to look like because I feel like they really just, um, to quote um, Tobias Funke, um, prematurely shot their <laughs> wad. <laughs> To so, quote
1: Tobias his "Where the fuck are my hard-boiled eggs?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll see. But I just wanted to point that out. I think that's like to me, like that's as a huge Nintendo fan, that's a really awesome thing to see happen this year. Is that yeah. Nintendo is doing really well? Definitely, that's, that's great. So 2017 has been
1: for many people. They've been calling it the best year in gaming.
0: Yeah, I would. I would say that's and if, a fair damn statement. If,
1: if it's not, I don't know what is. So we wanted to take a look back and just kind of see what's happened. 2012 was pretty good. This year 2017, we had four new consoles released, including the Nintendo Switch, the yeah. new Nintendo 2DS XL.
0: That's right. I was wondering what the fourth one was. <laughs> the Super, the
1: SNES Classic, and the Xbox One X. Yep. We also saw 520 games released this year, including wish... a new Super Nintendo game, yes. Star Fox Two, never released before. <laughs> We had entries in big franchises like Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Destiny, Fire Emblem, Gran Turismo, Mass Effect, Metroid, Persona, Pokemon, Resident Evil, Sonic the Hedgehog, Splatoon, Star Wars, Battlefront, Super Mario, The Legend of Zelda, Uncharted, and Wolfenstein, and many, many more. That's all of those games in the same year. Yeah. Fucking
0: mind-blowing. This was like the franchise year. There were so many franchise games out. And really good ones, too. Like, of all those games announced... Not many of them were bad.
1: Yeah, and this was also a fucking amazing year for new IP.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you start so, off the year with Horizon Zero Dawn. No, we don't. That comes we don't start off, February. but it was coming. It was in the beginning of the year.
1: W- beginning, yes.
0: It was in the beginning of the year. Don't you start have... off the year. Well, I'm starting off the year with Horizon Zero starting Dawn.
1: Starting <laughs> off the game in inning two, <laughs> two strikes. <laughs> Um, The
0: Yankees just stood around the field for a little while.
1: (laughs) Let's start. Let's go month by month. We'll talk about some big releases that came out, kind of chit-chat, one line or two about them, Mm -hmm. what we thought, as well as some some big news stories or events from that month. Start with January 2017. Gravity Rush 2 comes out. It was delayed from December. Mm -hmm. Probably good for Gravity Rush because it wouldn't have gotten a whole – it was supposed to come out next to something else. But yeah. Resident Evil 7 took the world fucking by storm in January. Yeah,
0: that game was pretty amazing. Surprised everybody. Totally. And that was a franchise. Like, five was like, okay, yeah, the Resident Evil's in a bad direction. And then six was like, please, ever, just stop. <laughs> stop yep. making these games. And then seven's like, all right, there's another one they're going to mess up. And it was incredible.
1: Yep. They're like, we're going to switch it to first person view. You've got VR. It's going back to the horror roots. It was the
0: first big VR game, the That's really right. big VR game.
1: Yep. We had also in January the Nintendo Switch reveal event where mm-hmm. they did they introduced the awkward
0: snap. Yeah, that was a weird event.
1: They still do it? They still do it. Reggie Fils-Aimé just did it at the well, Game Awards. Though,
0: you hear that noise, you know exactly what it means. You do. It's you that's do. that's good marketing on their part. But that event was strange. Everyone's like, "Oh, I can't <laughs> wait! We're gonna see all this great stuff." about the Switch, and it's like just every other weird Nintendo event. Like, we're gonna put the ice cubes in the glass and like shake them, and now you can feel <laughs> yep. it in the Joy-Con. And it's everyone like, was oh, so. Worried what they doing, Nintendo? Thing. Yeah.
1: Finally, got a date, a price, and tech specs because we had had back in the end of 2016, we had the trailer. Yeah. But this was the reveal event, and also, R.I.P. Sony closes Guerrilla Cambridge in January. Who is most known for Rigs, the virtual reality game? Killzone Mercenary on PS Vita, the best Killzone game. And maybe the best Vita game. And, Do you really think it's the best Killzone enough, game? I have played Killzone 2 and 3. I haven't mm-hmm. played Shadowfall, but I bought it. I have but that Killzone too, Mercenary yeah. was good as shit.
0: It was really good, yeah. It was one of my favorite Vita the, games. I played the multiplayer
1: a ton on that. I know, that was one of the very first... That was one of the only online multiplayers I've put significant time into.
0: You want to know what, though? That game didn't come out in 2017. Keep going, Chad. It didn't.
1: Uh, but Gorilla Cambridge closed down in That's sad. 2017. Yeah. But what's weird is that they also made and invented the PlayStation franchise Medieval. Which oh, interesting. Which is coming
0: back next year. But sans <laughs> Gorilla That's Cambridge. That's very interesting. Do you have any news stories or anything for January? No, I just kind of have just a highlight of stories in general. So I don't really have like what month they okay. were. Gotcha. They were. So when you mention something, I'll just kind of jump in.
1: Sounds good. February brought us Nintendo's second iOS game or well right. or a mobile game cuz this one came out in tandem on Android and iOS. It did. Yeah, on Fire Mario. Emblem Heroes. Fire Emblem Heroes on iOS and that was their so far their most successful financially game.
0: Oh yeah, easily. It's cuz it had legitimate microtransactions in it that people yeah. wanted to buy.
1: We also got Neo a new IP that you are like I know you're really wanting to play this game.
0: Really badly want to play that game. Yeah. Another we'll, like we'll Dark talk Souls-esque about
1: that. game. We got For Honor, another new IP, Yeah. That while it didn't make a big splash when it came out, there is still a really strong community behind that game.
0: There is. And the people who I know who play that really love it.
1: Mm-hmm. We got Halo Wars 2. Didn't <clears> ever see that one coming. And then they're like, hey, by the way, it's coming. Like, cool. The only,
0: the only big Xbox One launch <laughs> of the year that I can think of. Yep.
1: <laughs> and then it brought us to Horizon Zero Dawn. From Guerrilla Games,
0: that game totally took the world by storm.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. They went and said, "Hey, you can, guys can make a lot of really great mediocre Killzone games, and then you come out and knock it out of the fucking park with this game that's completely different from everything else you do." Mm-hmm. Good
0: job! It's easily also one of the best looking games of the year.
1: Oh, absolutely! Oh my god! I, so I haven't talked about this. I've so I have an OLED TV, an OLED 4K TV. Oh yeah, show off, Jen. and show a PS4 off. Pro. <laughs> And I tried out a bunch of things on it, and I tried Horizon Zero Dawn in HDR with 60 frames a second, and it, like, your eyes come all over the screen when you see it. Like, you start, like, you know eye boogers when you wake up after eight hours of sleep and you got tiny little boogers in your eyes? Oh, yeah. Imagine within, like, two seconds, you have 30 times the volume of those boogers, but they're all over
0: the screen now. I think those come out when your eyes are dry and in pain. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's what Horizon Zerodon does to you. All right. It hurts you.
1: (laughs) It physically (laughs) hurts you. (laughs) A week later, in March, we have the launch of the Nintendo Switch. 10 Mm -hmm. million units between then and now.
0: Sold 3 million of those in that first month.
1: Yep. Launched with what they were, I guess, hoping, but didn't quite turn out to be their version of Wii Sports, was (laughs) 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 1-2-Switch.
0: To kind of highlight everything the
1: Joy-Cons can do. Also launched with the Wii U classic Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which went on to win Game of the Year and Adventure Mm -hmm. Game. Action Adventure, no. Adventure Game. Yeah. As
0: well as Action Adventure Game, yeah. Yep. And also Snipperclips came out that same day.
1: And also Snipperclips,
0: yeah. Which I loved that game. That was fantastic. That was super fun. I mean, I thought it was cute. Like yeah, you didn't play in like a party minutes. setting with like eight people starting the TV, though. I was, I'm not did kidding. Did you that ever was...
1: get to that situation?
0: Yes, I did. Okay. I did. I was at, um, uh, when, uh, when Jamie was leaving. Remember when Jamie, Jesse's just blah, what the fuck? Yeah, Jamie. Jamie do yeah. When yeah, he was yeah, leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you, like, R.I.P. your look maybe
0: think, like, was that not his name for a second? I'm like, no, I know his name is Jamie. Um, we had like a bunch of people over, and we, everyone was holding a little Joy-Con, and we were just laughing and screaming at the How TV. How many people can you
1: play that game with? Four people. Oh, okay. But
0: we had other cool. people who were just watching and still really gotcha. just enjoying being a spectator of that game. It's it's cool. super fun if you have a lot of people. It's not fun with two people. If it's, I mean, it's fun with two people, but it's not outrageously fun like it is when you have four people playing. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Next up, we have Nier Automata, or Automata, or Out of Tomato. It's Automata. Uh, that came Automata. out as well. That's another game that won quite a few awards at the Game Awards. Very surprising uh, game. Ago. Yeah, I, that's one that I got to get back to. It Was nominated for Game of the Year too. It Did you start list. playing it? I played the demo of it. Okay, and I really enjoyed it. It kind of plays a little bit like a, um, like a Ninja Theory. No, not a Ninja Theory. Team Ninja, mm-hmm. like Ninja
0: Guide in Black, stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, because the first game. one, the first one in that series, or just near, I guess, is what it's called. Yeah. was not a well received game.
1: No, no, it was not. And in fact, yeah. when they announced this one, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> also released in March, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which, again, kind of didn't make a huge buzz whenever it came out, but there is a huge community now that plays it. They just totally. released a Predator pack in there as well. Not like Child Predator, <laughs> but like Predator Arnold Schwarzenegger Predator.
0: Oh, that's um, right. I heard about that. That's, that's yeah, very Yeah, it's a limited cool. time
1: thing, and you can kill it, yep. and you can get a, a Predator mask that lets you see a Predator vision. I'm going to say that's the word Predator cool. a few more times. Predator. And Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, boy. What a letdown that turned out to be. Yeah, so that's people.
0: one of my highlights of the year. <laughs> and, like, news highlights of the year. I, I, we're both Mass Effect fans, I would say. Yeah. And I platinumed I, Mass Effect 2. I was super looking forward to playing this game. It was easily one of my most anticipated games. I have it, and I played two missions, and I'm like, this is garbage. This is, like... It's like garbage. It's just garbage? so not up, really? It's not just. It's just so not up to par with yeah. what that that franchise is, is the way to put it. But yeah, if you look at some of the videos online of some of the really bad animations, I would say garbage in some aspects of the game. Um, they apparently have fixed a lot of that, and I'm willing to go back and try it out. But what a huge disappointment! And I don't think this has been pointed out. The first fuck up of EA this year. <laughs> Yep, the first of many. The first of many fuck-ups. So we will get to those. Yep.
1: If that comes like Xbox Games Pass or something like that, I'll probably give it a shot.
0: Yeah, I have it, so I'll play it at some point, I'm sure, but maybe I April,
1: showers, bring us Persona 5, Mm -hmm. which was nominated for Best Game of the Year and also was awarded Best RPG of the Year. It was. So many people like that game, I just don't have 120 hours to give it. I want to play it, though.
0: Oh, I got a notification chat. It says stop doing what you're doing. HQ is live right now. So I got to oh, go. Oh shit,
1: everyone shut up. Play <laughs> HQ. Just kidding. Next up, Ukulele came out in April, which finally after quite a few delays and things like that from their mm-hmm. Kickstarter. That's from the guys who did Banjo-Kazooie.
0: And it underwhelmed. And it underwhelmed, yep. It's a shame because that was going to be an exciting one for me too.
1: April also brought us what Remains of Edith Finch, <clears throat> which won best narrative at the Game Awards.
0: Yeah, so I, I have that, but I purposely didn't play it because I was afraid it, I would get too hyped about it and just like inject that in my game of the year stuff <laughs> without having <laughs> enough. So I'm like, I'm gonna wait right, till afterwards. It was so fresh
1: in your mind, you'd be like, oh, this is amazing.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, it's a great game. It Takes you maybe a few hours to play. Like, three yeah,
0: that's or four why hours maybe. That's one reason I'm compelled to play. It is it sounds like it's a one sitting game. Like you just you know churn yep. it out.
1: Amazing. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe also came out in April. Was hell the yeah. first really big party? Like everybody played this game. Two, on two
0: items, Chad. Two items. Two items. Two items. Two items. Mediocre online play. <laughs> no great online play. Honestly, that's one of my f- one of my favorite oh, online had, games. Even
1: even local play was buggy as hell all the time. Really? We had a game night at work where yeah, it was. It did not go well. I mean, oh, I won I... because of the bugs, so it was
0: great. But. I've never had a problem playing online. It's so fun to play online. i it's I been to, fixed since then. Whenever I play it, I can't play a versus or I can't play the Grand prix. I just have to go to online because it's the most chaotic, the most fun way to play that game. Gotcha. So I disagree wholeheartedly. And the
1: battle mode. They introduced the battle mode, and that was actually
0: really fun. It was. And thank yep. God they released that because battle mode in the original version sucked. It straight up sucked.
1: Coming up in May, Bethesda Studios releases Prey. Which, uh, a little underwhelming as well, critically.
0: Well, it had some bugs in it that got patched. I know, like, IGN's review, they gave it a 4.5 at first. Right. Because they hit a game-breaking bug that they couldn't they couldn't progress anymore. And then it got patched, and they ended up upgrading it. I think they gave it, like, a 7 or an 8 or something like that. I Jesse can't remember Jesse Cell exactly. actually
1: just played it last week. mm mm-hmm. Jesse Cell who was on the podcast episode, like, 4 or 5, came to talk about Persona. Yeah. Um... He said, once you get past the first hour, that game's actually a really good game. But yeah, I, I've heard I played the demo, which is only the first hour, and it was way too hard. And I was like, oh, nope, we're not going to play this game. So I might go back and try that if it's free on Xbox Games Pass or something like that. <laughs> In May also came Farpoint, which was a little thing for me on there. Just VR came with the new controller. Yeah, that, was a,
0: that was a highlight of the year for sure. It was
1: a pretty kick-ass game. Uh, next up, Injustice 2, which was Never the played fighting it, game.
0: But I heard it was good.
1: They're always good. Always good. Injustice games. Even the mobile Injustice game was great. And then Rhyme finally came out, after being abandoned by Sony as a publishing partner, going multi-platform, and then ultimately underwhelming as well.
0: Rhyme and ukulele have very similar stories. Both they were do. coming out on all consoles, got delayed on Switch, was underwhelming when it came out, and it was really underwhelming when they eventually came to Switch. Yep. So yep. shame.
1: Then it gets into June. June is where E3 happens, all the great news stories. We have the reveal of the Xbox One X. We already knew how many teraflops mm-hmm. it was going to get, but now we knew more information about it. Price. Six teraflops. Two items. Six teraflops. Two items. <laughs> Three teraflops per item. <laughs> so Xbox One X is revealed, priced, and dated. IO Interactive becomes independent from Square Enix. Thank God. Keeps its hitman's rights. Tekken Seven is released. Your fan favorite fighting game, Arms, mm-hmm. is released as well. And like we see the return of Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy.
0: Which, that also a game that surprised people with how well it did.
1: Yeah, that thing charted on the sales charts first for like mm-hmm. three weeks and then was only like second or third to the fourth week after that. Like, that was surprising how well that thing sold. Which it was also 40 we'll bucks.
0: but I think I, I, I'm now convinced that we're going to see a fresh new Crash Bandicoot game at some point in the future. Yeah. With that kind of sales, they kind of have to, I feel.
1: Coming in July, we have That's You, which is the first game. Of, Sony launched their PlayLink service, which is everyone That's plays right. with their phones kind of as a party mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and they've now had, I think, three games in that now. Splatoon 2 came out in July. People yep. freaking loved that thing. I love that thing. And then Pyre came out from Supergiant Games, who made Bastion I didn't and... play that. Um, I'm adding that to a trans- list right now. Transistor.
0: Tr- Transistor and Bastion.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of people really love that game, and actually, it was in a lot of year of, dis- year of game of the year yeah, discussions. It got as well.
0: really, really good reviews. There were just other games that got even better reviews. I yeah, mean, and it's also apparently a game that's it. hard
1: to describe because when I hear people talk about it, like, oh, I mean, it has great characters like a, and you love, it, but it, like the gameplay is like basketball, and like, oh, well, I don't
0: care about basketball, but like, yeah, no, but it's not it, like
1: basketball. It's like,
0: honestly, if it weren't made by the guys who made Bastion and Transistor, I wouldn't even consider it. Yeah. Because those guys have made great super giant games. I think is their name. Yep, Bastion's fantastic. If no one's played that game, it's so good. Transistor's also very good, and it's also available on just about every. System yeah, you can, you can buy both of
1: those games on on Apple TV or Avita Vita mm-hmm. or PlayStation, anything. on yeah. Xbox. In August, this was the first of like the really big months. Yep, Tacoma came out right off the gate. That was the indie darling from the makers of Gone Home, Xbox One Hellblade sinuous sacrifice you that freaking blew
0: everybody away. Oh, absolutely. That one it took me a while to warm up to that game, if you remember. It's cuz you
1: were so bad at it and you I didn't was know so how to run. <laughs> bad at it, but it
0: was that's right. I forgot about that. I didn't know how to run. <laughs> but man, that game is like really stuck with me. It is something special. It really is. And I think it's opened up and I think the everyone talks about like the the kind of um the social issues it talks about, and that kind of thing. or like The mental health issues it talks about. But I think it's just really notable because it's a $40 game that's AAA and has opened the doors, I think, for varying price prices depending on the type of game. I think that I yep. – I really hope that aspect of it gets remembered and actually does make an impact going forward.
1: They're, they stated that they are – with this game, they wanted the return of A. They straight up said, we want the return of a A game. Yeah. A AAA-feeling game with a A budget. Yep. And actually, it, that is catching on. I've, I've, I had this news story. I don't know why it wasn't in my list. But there was a, a game company who made a label, a publishing label, specifically mm-hmm. for AA titles that they're looking at. It was a big company. Dang, I wish I could remember. Anyway, yeah, so that marks the return of the AA game, Hellblade. Sonic Mania, highest reviewed and most loved Sonic game yeah. in decades, came out in August.
0: I've never played Sonic before, but I've considered getting that game because I feel like it's a good way to experience that franchise.
1: Undertale came to PS4 and Vita, one of the most famous games on Steam right now, like everyone knows that game and loves that game and I've yeah, played on Vita and freaking loved it.
0: Yeah, you've tried explaining it to me. I don't understand that game, but I've also not really seen it. I've just, I've just been told what it's, it is.
1: It's so weird, but so smart and fucking clever and hilarious.
0: It's coming to Switch next year.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm gonna, it.
0: I'm gonna get it on that. Yeah.
1: Uncharted: Lost Legacy. We got an Uncharted game this year.
0: Yeah, but again, kind of going back to the whole double A priced game. Yeah, that's kind 99. of like a
1: double A game almost.
0: And it, and it, honestly, I'm surprised because it was a pretty full uncharted game there was definitely more to do in that game than there was in say the first uncharted game yeah for sure it was pretty robust it was fun and uncharted without nathan drake worked better than i think most people thought it would have
1: yeah chloe all about that chloe Mm -hmm. nadine super great
0: yes It's funny because they kind of contrast that I hated her, not like her character. I liked her as a character, but I hated dealing with her in Uncharted 4 because she's she's a nuisance because she's supposed to be like a nuisance. She's supposed to kind of get in your way and all that. And it was good seeing a different side of that character in this.
1: Yep. Speaking of surprises, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle took everyone by surprise. Everyone said, Mario and Rabbids, that sounds like a bullshit game. No one's going to buy that. (laughs) Rabbids suck. And then you play this game and you're like, oh my god. This is a really cool RTS game with funny, fun characters. And then
0: it won Best Strategy Game at Game And it Awards.
1: won Best Strategy over Legitimate Strategy Games. Yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, this is kind of like XCOM version of Mario. And then it beat XCOM for Strategy Game. Yep. Um, I would say that is the biggest surprise of the year. Like, if you went into this year saying one thing for certain it was that Mario Kingdom Battle with Rabbids was going to be a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> it surprised everybody.
1: So five months after Mass Effect Andromeda launches, EA absorbs BioWare Montreal, mm-hmm. which is the developer, into Motive Studios, which is the people who made the Battlefront Two campaign. Yep, and
0: they're now making Anthem.
1: And they, yes, they're now making Anthem. So that is the, the next step in the story of EA. More but that to brings along
0: September. <laughs>
1: September, NAC two came out. It I did. was literally texting you during <laughs> PSX, and I was like, I didn't even realize NAC 2 came out until right now, and that was months ago.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that they made a second one, because the first one, I don't remember being talked about that much. People oh, didn't well, seem it to sold, like
1: it. It sold incredibly well because it was a launch title. and, and It was, was the only thing, yeah. yeah. NAC 2 came out, Destiny 2 came out, and it has had a lot of I praise, was... a lot of stumbles.
0: Yeah. I kind of feel like any, though, any MMO that's going to come out, it's not an MMO. It's very similar. It's to It's an MMO. MMO, but it's not an MMO. It is an MMO. If
1: you ask it's them, it's a shooter it's not MMO. An MMO.
0: <laughs> but it runs on a server just like an MMO does. Yep. And in that sense, there's always going to be wonkiness with those releases. Always. We got
1: a new upgraded Metroid Samus Returns. We got a Metroid game this year.
0: Oh yeah, on that TBS. was. Again, another surprise, too. During E3, they're like, hey, we have Metroid Prime 4. Oh, and by the way, in a few months, there's another Metroid game coming out. Yep. Oh, so good.
1: Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite came out, has great mechanics, <laughs> shitty art style, and a I didn't know that single game single came out mode. until right now.
0: I had no idea.
1: Oh, my God. It's it's so gross to look at. <laughs> and the single-player was so bad. But yeah, I heard the story the was terrible. the multiplayer is still really strong.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But I heard the this, this story was just revoltingly bad.
1: Yep. Indie darling, winner of art Des- art direction of the year and indie game of the year. Cuphead now available on iOS. <laughs> <laughs> now not available anymore. On oh, that's iOS. right. Yeah. <laughs> Only on Xbox. Cuphead came out, and goddamn, is that a great game?
0: Yeah, I'm. That's one game I really, really want to play.
1: Star Fox Two, also released, a Super Nintendo game released on the Super Nintendo Classic in September. And then, news story-wise, in September, Bruce Straley, co-director of The Last of Us and Uncharted 4, departed Donnie Dog after 18 years. Mm -hmm. That brought us into our final quarter of the year. October launches with some big titles. Middle-Earth Shadow of War came out. The Evil Within 2 also was released. South Park, The Fractured Butthole.
0: You were very excited about that one. Oh,
1: God, that game was so freaking funny. A little long, (laughs) but fantastic. Assassin's Creed Origins, which a lot of people are freaking loving as well. Super Mario Odyssey. It's a- ice. Which is, which is winner of... What best win? Family Game? Best Family Game. <laughs> we have so many fucking good games this year that the best Mario game of all time only wins Best Family Game. That's it's amazing. It's
0: because there are other great games, too.
1: I know. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, which a lot of people, like, if more people had played it, probably would have been, like, having more Game of the Year discussions as well. Mm-hmm. Andrew House, president of CEO and Sony Interactive Entertainment, announced his departure from the company. And in the first of a snowballing effect, Visceral Games is shut down by EA, canceling yeah. their Star Wars game.
0: Yet yeah, another gigantic misstep from EA. Yep. I missed it. We don't know what was going on behind the scenes, but like to the public, they fucked up.
1: They fucked up, yep. Yeah. And then it just exploded in November when Battlefront 2 came.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Xbox One X launches in November. such a rough year. They did. They did. They made so many bad decisions. (laughs) Xbox One X launched in November. The most powerful console of all time is now finally available for your living room with so many flops. How did it do, Chad? No one
0: knows. (laughs) Nobody knows. I'm concerned by that. They would have. They would have been saying, "Hey guys, we sold so many of these," and they would have said something if it went really well.
1: I don't think so. I think that they're just not going to say numbers anymore until the next generation.
0: But it's not like they're even saying, "Hey guys, it went really well." Radio silence. They haven't said anything. Call of Duty. W. We. W. Every time I see World War Two, there I literally (laughs) (laughs) think Call of Duty. We what? Yep, Call of Duty. I literally think that every time.
1: In the month that it has been out, it is, once again, the best-selling game in November and the best-selling game in
0: 2017. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. Stop buying those games. It was also the best-selling Call of Duty game since Black Ops 2, I want to say. Where does that fall chronologically? 2012, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm glad that it's keeping the industry alive and it's funding things and it's... yeah. It's but, generating like, public interest. Go away. But yeah,
0: there are better things. The are better games. Just go away.
1: Sonic Forces. Speaking of not better things.
0: There was a good Sonic game. There the was a bad best Sonic, Sonic game of game. the year. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh-
1: and while this is not necessarily a new game, I feel like this is significant. Doom came out on Switch in November. Yeah. And it was the first of Bethesda's games coming out. And it is kind of the first really big game that works really well
0: and proves what the Switch can do with third-party titles. Technically, did Skyrim come out before or after Doom? It was after. It was after, okay, yeah. It was the week after. Um, yes, Bethesda's really killing it on Switch. They are. Like, they've promised a lot of huge games on the Switch, and I would have said, man, i have read about Wolfenstein 2 and how it's going to run on the Switch, but Doom runs really well, so I don't yep. think that's a huge concern to have. I was worried about that, that port because I'm a huge fan of the PS4 version. I'll never buy the Switch version, although I am tempted because I just want to buy games on Switch. <laughs> because you want to buy Pokemon Crystal even though you never beat gold. So And, um, excuse me, I think it just kind of solidifies that Nintendo actually has a place in this, in, the, in gaming. They do. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, yeah, yeah, Nintendo games, Mario's out, Zelda's out. But that's kind of the one where it's like, oh, okay, Biggie games can play on this too. Yep. Superman, Ultra
1: Sun, and Ultra Moon came out in November as well. Wah, wah. Star Wars Battlefront Two came out,
0: and uh, no well. one paid attention to that game. No, no, no. There was a news story every four hours about that game. Yeah, it, it's. I still love the fact that they have the most downvoted comment on Reddit ever because yep. of their whole uh, the whole microtransaction debacle and how you can be prideful by playing forty hours to unlock Luke Skywalker. Yep, or you could just buy them if you want to. That whole thing was such a mess, and I think that it caused EA's stock to drop by like six billion dollars or something like that. Woo! That I mean, it's probably nothing in terms of their valuation, but that's still like that's huge. That's yeah. I if I were the if I were, I think Andrew Wilson's the CEO, I'd be worried if I were him. Like someone's gonna be breathing down his neck right now. Yep, and I really hope that this. It, it's it's sparked a lot of conversation around microtransactions and I've never seen developers come out in droves to say, Hey, we're not doing something. I've yeah. never seen that before. But all these developers are coming out saying we're not doing microtransactions. Actually, a new story I forgot to share was that Obsidian has a new RPG coming out. And like, by the way, guys, there's no microtransactions in that. And I'm like, well, it's an yeah. RPG. I wasn't really worried about it, but it's just brownie points, these developers now to come out and say, We're not doing microtransactions, we're not doing it. That's you can right. love us.
1: We are not Star Wars Battlefront 2. We're not EA. Yeah. And then more systems got released, so we have more things to put Skyrim on. So Skyrim came to Nintendo (laughs) Switch and PlayStation (laughs) VR. And then rounding out in November, EA acquires Respawn, the creators of Titanfall, and announced Titanfall 3 is coming.
0: The only good thing EA did this year.
1: (laughs) That's, That's right. And then in December, two games, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 came out. For the Nintendo Switch, and then Okami HD came out again. Again, it did.
0: I haven't played that before, though.
1: I mean, I played it on I would, Wii, and it was fun. I, I, don't think mind. It's, I don't think it's a Zelda game, but
0: it gets so highly praised. Yeah, you don't agree with that?
1: I I I thought it was great. What I played of it, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a little bored, but I mean, it was fun and good. And
0: you also were bored playing another big game that everyone loves. So I don't. I yeah, don't know. I mean, that one's boring as shit. But that is
1: 2017. So that's that's only like me going through and cherry picking stuff.
0: Yeah, there was 520 tons and tons games of
1: stuff. came out this year. What a fucking great year.
0: Yeah, and I think one way to kind of encapsulate how much stuff there was is how many games we wanted to play but didn't play. So hold on.
1: What would you like to play?
0: I have a huge list. I don't know if I can go through all of them.
1: I've got six.
0: I have double that.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, I'll go, go through, through and just your 12. I'll just no, cherry I'll pick some. Of, I won't go through all of them. Okay. Because um, some of these are not as big as others, but um, didn't I had the opportunity to play Neo and I didn't take it because had other stuff going on. I still really want to play that game. It's cool to see the Souls like game started to become their own genre, and yeah. Neo is kind of a step in that direction. Just really want to go back and, and play that game. Gravity Rush Two. I didn't play that. Did you play Gravity Rush Rush One at all?
1: I played a little bit on the Vita, and I know you loved that one a lot. Loved that game, it was so weird fun to me. I also do like cats, and there was a cat very prominent in it. <laughs> the yeah, the cat's cat. all over
0: that. Um, there's just one level in particular in the first game that I love, and I wish I could just go back and play just that one level because it's just so much fun. But I won't go into that right now. Uh, didn't get to play Cuphead. Oh, really want to play Cuphead. That's gonna be a harder one for and me to play Manet tonight. Evil Within Two is a game I really, really wanted to play. Yeah, one of my favorite games of the year was this survival horror game, and I love that genre. And I didn't, I, I never play survival horror games until I play one, and then I'm like, why don't I play these often enough? And it's because I do stupid things like skip the Evil Within Two. <laughs> so I really wish I could go back and play that game. Um, some remakes that kind of came out during the year that I wanted to touch but didn't. Um, final Fantasy, or, sorry, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 and 2.5 <laughs> HD came out on the PS4. Yeah. I want to play those. I do. I 1.5 and
1: 2.5 and 2.8 Final Chapter Prelude. Yeah,
0: I think that is ridiculous that 1.5 and 2.5, which have 1 and 2, the main games you want to play, is the same price as 2.8, which includes the 3DS version and like, the PSP version <laughs> of those games. It just, that makes no sense to me, but whatever um Crash bandicoot i didn't yeah. play that i really want to play that game because i never played the ps1 version of those games at all except for um, uncharted 4 spoilers yes except for that that doesn't quite count though and then i really wanted to play um wolfenstein 2 and l.a noir on the switch those are a bunch of there's a few games i didn't mention on there but those are kind of the big ones that i really wanted to play those games and i didn't just there was just too much good stuff yeah there's too
1: much good shit anything in common did you have any any of these games? Uh, I'm surprised you don't have Near Automata on there. I do have Near Automata. Oh, you I just do. Didn't gotcha. mention it, Yeah. So yeah, Near Automata is is probably number two on my list of things that I I missed that I'm definitely going to go back to as soon as 2018 starts. Mm-hmm. If I get a, a freaking moment to breathe with all these games, <laughs> Wolfenstein 2 is my number one. As soon as I'm done Bioshock, I'm playing
0: Wolfenstein 2. Because you just played the first one recently, didn't you?
1: I just played the first one, yeah, maybe like four or five months ago. Okay, yeah. And freaking loved it. Mm-hmm. Freaking loved it. Wolfenstein 2, I've heard all of the reviewers, I've heard all the people playing it, and I'm going to start on an easy difficulty and just barrel <laughs> through that game and have fun with it.
0: I, I'm waiting for the Switch version at this point. Sure. That's, that's what I'm doing. I know it's not going to yeah. look as good, but I like the portability, so... so I'm Persona 5 that. is on there. I had that on Although my list, I'm, too. I,
1: I kind of like Persona 5 slash play finally persona 4 golden on vita just play persona 5
0: yeah i know i know it's like saying you know I'm, i should play final fantasy 15 but i haven't played final fantasy 13 or 13 2 or 13 three yet so <laughs> <laughs> then we
1: have metroid samus returns after playing super metroid i'm super ba- interested in like going back and playing some of the 2d metroids i haven't played
0: it's worth it. super it's worth it samus returns is really really good in matter of fact when i was playing super metroid i'm like oh i wish i could do this one thing that i was able to do in, in- you know, Samus Returns. So I think you'd like that game if you played it. Cool. It's not as good as Super Metroid by any means. Don't have that high of focus oh for okay it. Yeah. okay. Super Metroid is still me the that. is still the better game for sure. Yeah. Cool.
1: I have Tacoma on there. I didn't get around to playing Tacoma because mm-hmm. I didn't have an Xbox at the time, and now I'm conflicted because I can get it on there now, but also there's rumors that it's coming to PlayStation, and I've got all my third party games over there and trophies, and so Tacoma's on there. And the Evil Within 2 is the last one on my list because, yeah, that trailer that they showed off for e- at E3 for that game looked mm-hmm. so freaking cool. I played Evil Within 1, and I was like, oh, I'm not really into this game. It's weird as fuck. But Evil Within 2 looks good and such good reviews. Just kidding. Yeah, it did. So those are games I missed that I want to come back to in 2018.
0: Well, now for the moment. And that- now. This is the exciting part. We're going to go through our-, our games of the year. Do uh, you want to talk a little bit about, like, why you chose these certain games without going into them first? Like, what your kind of criteria was? I think I'll
1: talk about that per game. Like, okay. as I say the game, like, this is why it's on my list. Yeah. Um, And I think we should do this. Rather than just, like, going back and forth, especially because we might have, like, overlaps, why don't you just say your top five? Okay. And
0: then I'll say my yeah. top five.
1: And I'll, I'll let you know this. That way it's not cheating. I also mm-hmm. have two honorable mentions on there.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't have any honorable mentions, so maybe I'll think of some while you're doing yours. Okay. So I I tried to think. This is a really hard decision for me to make. It was make. so tough. It was really tough. And I will I think you'll see why when I get on my list. Because I really tried to pick down what was my favorite game versus what was the better game. Right. And that was surprisingly difficult. Like, I went through this past week and just played a ton of these games I've already played before just to like, kind of remind, I, yourself remind and, myself of what I like about yeah. each one. It starts with number five, um, a game I went back to this week, and I'm like, I forgot. Like, I knew I liked this game, but I just forgot how good it was. And playing it again, I'm liking it even more. Playing it again for a second time, and that's Resident Evil Seven. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the game is so good. Just the the Baker's family house is such a fun level because it's so claustrophobic and tight. And and if you turn the corner, you know you could have is it Uncle Jack was his name or something like that could just the who's right. yeah he's just could be just right there and he doesn't chase after you he just walks like kind of swiftly a little bit like kind of a little bit a little bit faster than you almost or yep. you're faster than him but like he can catch up to you it feels like cuz you just feel paranoid when you're playing that game like he's yep. going to be right there he's going to be right there and it freaks you out the boss battles were fun because it's not like hit points or anything like that it's like figuring out okay what do i have in my environment right now that i could take advantage of that will help me out in this in this boss battle like right. i'm thinking about like the saw scene where you're with the chainsaws and you have to like chainsaw oh a god like, yeah that whole thing was so good and there are even just unique moments too where it wasn't about like a combat scenario not the whole game is about combat but like where you do like the the um like the, what's the trickster's name He's like he has all the traps for you, and you've got to like play the videotape to see what the traps were when you when someone dies during the traps, oh, and then you I have to then go play it through them. He's and, like, the, Yeah, the son of the family. They were just so clever how they went through. Yeah, and and, and had each of the the three villains. There's really only three villains in the game for the most part. How each one has their own like personality and their own way you approach them. It was just so good. And it's funny to say that this is totally rejuvenated Resident Evil 7, or Resident Evil in general for a lot of people. I had only played 4 and a little bit of 1, so I hadn't played the bad ones. And I played this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And it, it's, it's actually
1: getting me, like, stoked to go back yeah. and play, like, because I, I have Resident Evil HD. Yeah. And I have, I think also, I think about 0 as well. Like, I'm stoked to go back and just play those mm-hmm. now as well.
0: Yeah. Um, number 4 um, this is what I didn't think I was gonna put on my list, and then I started playing it this week and I'm like, this game is just so good. It's just so good. Um Splatoon 2. Wow. Yeah That I, high on your list. That high on my list. It was it's so much fun when you there's an urgency to every single match that I was playing. Yeah. Where I felt like every moment mattered, and it really hit me how good it was when I would get to thirty seconds left in the match and thinking, no, we can still win this. Like we could be behind. Like no, I can still win this. And we would, you would kind of play a little bit more aggressively and take more guys out so you can cover ground more quickly. And and you would win the match. And you felt so accomplished when you when you did that. And another moment where I realized, holy shit, this game is so good is I still haven't played the single player campaign of that game yet because every really? because every time I go into it, I'm like, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, but I could also like try this new weapon out that I got and and do multiplayer, and then I just do that, and then forget about single player entirely. Every time I start the game, that happens. I always think, I'm going to go to this, I'm finally going to play the single player campaign, and I just get so wrapped up in the multiplayer again. That's awesome. It's a it's really, really good game. It's gotten better, too, because they keep adding new items to it. They've added so many maps throughout the year. There's tons of new content to experience in that game. And I look forward... So there's um the Switch app. I actually still keep the Switch app on my phone, simply because i can check like what maps are going to be coming up at what times so every two hours they switch it out so you have two different maps or a different type of uh, match in ranked uh, mode where gotcha. they have different like games you can play so I, can, I keep the switch app on my phone just so I can look at the schedule for that like that is the only reason i keep that on my phone and excuse me i have returned to the multiplayer on that game more than mario kart throughout the year
1: oh wow yeah you like played I, a lot of mario kart i played a
0: lot of mario kart but i kept coming to splatoon more than mario kart whenever i'd be like i want to play a multiplayer game right now and play online i always chose splatoon for the most part so splatoon 2 is impressive up. yeah it was it was really good it i liked it at the beginning of the year and i just began to like it more and more and more as i played it throughout the year so i really like that game uh number three another game where at first i didn't like it and then I kind of just pushed through it, and it, the game just came better and better and better. And I looked back at that game with such fond memories, uh, uh, fucked up memories, but fond <laughs> memories. And that's Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice. I think I can't think of a game that's more important this year. I think that game is so important to the game industry, not just in terms of what we talked about earlier, but in terms of how it approaches like the the mental health issues. Like so many of the game mechanics center around that. And you don't realize it until you, like, look back. Like, um, the whole idea of, like, paranoia and and not yeah, the, understanding, like, reality. Audio not even and... that, but, like, when they tell you, when this... Every time you die, your arm's gonna oh, rot. right. And when it gets up, that's it. And it gets you so freaked. Because I died so many times at the beginning of the game that it, it was almost to me. Um, like, I, I was... I kept playing the game, thinking I'm going to die. I have to restart all this all over again, and it—that's—it it frustrated me so, so much. And then you realize that was such a bullshit thing, like that was never true. But the game makes you think that it's true, and it just—it yep. fucks with your head so much, and it puts you in the shoes of someone who has these mental problems and has a hard time distinguishing what's real versus what's really going to happen, and what, like, what am I doing all this for? It's just looking back at it, it's an expertly crafted experience. Yep. It really is. It's unbelievably incredible. And it's only my number three. (laughs) So we have two more games. Number two is Breath of the Wild. Whoa. Yeah, it is not my number one game of the year. Um, Whoa. (laughs) So when I said I had really tough decisions to make, this was the tough decision. What's my number one and number two? So Breath of the Wild is still my favorite game of the year and number one is still snipperclips right <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh, it's not actually we'll get to that in a second um so breath of the wild is it's a really important game to the zelda franchise i think it's going to help out with open world games a little bit and how they can kind of learn from the open structure of those games but i think it's more important to the zelda franchise than it is to open world games as a whole and as much as, like, I go back and I play other open-world games and Breath of the Wild ru- kind of ruins that for me, Yeah, the reason it's not number one is that this is a foundation to be built off of. And there's so many things that, like, I'm able to look past, such as, like, the enemy variety and, like, how the shrines are kind of laid out all kind of like the same because it's just a foundation to be built on later on. And it is not... The ultimate Zelda experience I think will ultimately come of this. But it's, I think it excited people so much with its open nature and how you can do kind of anything in any order that it's kind of stayed as like the best game of, of the year. But I think that they, there were some downfalls because of those things that they, those risks they were trying to take. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But the reason it's my number two is that I've never played a Zelda game that's cultivated my imagination in such a way before where. I am not playing out a story that Nintendo has laid out for me. I am playing out my story. And the emergent gameplay that happens in that game is really good. Like, I, Even playing it in the past um, the past few weeks, kind of getting ready for game of the year, I was coming across so many moments that I hadn't experienced before because of the emergent gameplay and not something that was like set up. Like I was climbing up a tower in master mode because I still haven't complete, um, completed the map in master mode yet. And these bats started to, like, circle around, like, the big swarms of bats. And they kept hitting me and knocking me down a little bit. And I've never had that happen where I had to, like, really battle my way up one of those towers. So I was, yeah. like, jumping off the tower and shooting bows and then latching back on the tower again, using um, a potion to bring my stamina, like, wheel back up. And, like, I even, like, 300 hours into playing that game, new things are still happening. I was still... Finding new locations. Like, I still, I went to a few new places, and I'm like, I've never seen this before. How have I played this game for 300 hours? And, and never I've, seen something that's never crazy. Seen, it's really impressive. Um, that world is just incredible. And I would say, hands down, that's, for me at least, the best open world I've ever been in. In terms of, like, feeling like it's a real place. Feeling like, just looking out and seeing the rolling hills. It just feels so real. It's just incredible expertly crafted open world game and it just makes me more excited for what the future of that franchise is going to be and that's the number one game of the year just dance 2018 yes <laughs>
1: yeah. no, I'm totally the one kidding. you can do with your phone <laughs> <laughs> no
0: you're kidding it is uh super mario odyssey i think is the best game of the year and the battle for me was yeah there are 900 korok seeds in breath of the wild there are like 800 and something moons in in mario but each moon in mario was something unique yeah there's some in some of them were just like yeah i'm just gonna go run under that tree and there just happens to be a moon underneath that tree and i can just jump up and get it but there were so many that were like like there were um did you get the one on the in the lost kingdom where it's like the cage on top of i never got that one no do you know how you do it no there, I'm going to tell you right now. There's those creatures that will take your hat when you throw it at them and shoot right. it back out at you. Well, you had to throw it at one of those and then like angle it to make sure it hit that cage. And like, I never would have thought of that until like you I just c- tried that. They're they're up higher though, right? There are some that are I tried up that higher. And yeah, and I
1: like jumped down hoping they yeah. would throw the hat down at me, but they didn't.
0: And I came across that just through so much experimentation and being like, okay, well, what if I try this? And, okay, what if I turn into this capture and jump over there? And it's just... Each kingdom is such a incredible sandbox of experimentation and trying different things out. And what if I do this? What if I do that? And you're constantly trying and experiencing new things in that game. Yeah. And it's all so polished and so well done. It... It amazes me how well those levels are crafted. Like, for being open world environments, like, they were thinking about such small things like, okay, what if you're on this building over here and you, you know, do a long jump, throw your cap out, then dive on the cap to, to bounce off of it and then go out again. And then you'll be able to reach that building. And like, how did they know I wanted to do that? I feel like every <laughs> single time I wanted to do something or try something, they had already thought of that every single time. Every single time. It was, oh, like, there was, um, one part in the the desert kingdom, the sand kingdom, where you go below in the ice cavern and there's – it's where the boss room is. Before the boss room, there's like the ring. You know what I'm talking about? There's like the ring. It's a post-game oh. thing.
1: Oh, no. I haven't been down there post-game.
0: Okay. And there's – and you think you kind of look up. And there's this ledge, and you're like, there's no way I can make it up there. But I bet if I tried this, this, and this, and then eventually you make it up there, and you're like, ha, I beat the game. Like, I tricked you, Nintendo, and there's a whole stack of coins up there waiting for you to get them. It's like, damn <laughs> Nintendo. You knew it. You knew I wanted to do this. And it just puts a big grin on your face all the time. And I think that people who said, like, oh, the game's too easy just didn't get deep enough into the game because that game gets so challenging, and it's – when you look at a Mario game kind of being accessible – But also, being a hardcore game, I think this is the most accomplished in that. That game is is as easy as you want it to be, but if you want to play it hardcore, it will be a brutally difficult challenge for you. And I I felt more rewarded finding all the moons and doing everything in that game than I did in Breath of the Wild getting all the shrines. It was an immaculately well-crafted game. That, that's, that's my
1: that's impressive to dethrone breath of the wild for it was a really i mean
0: it. breath of the wild is still my favorite game of the year don't get me wrong like it's yeah. still the game i'll probably return to more often but mario odyssey is the better game cool yeah
1: i have two honorable mentions number one i wanted to honorably mention south park the fractured butthole <laughs> I think they had a, an uphill battle against them to take the game that took so many people by surprise to be the funniest video game you've ever played in your life mm-hmm. and one that is basically plays out exactly like you're watching an episode of South Park but you're controlling it Yeah, and to add such a much more complex battle system to it Yep, and to add so many more characters and environments and quests and every system just got expanded four mm-hmm. or five times yeah and so they added so much to that game and still made it such an incredible tight experience that i don't know how they did it very impressive number two honorable mention we won't spend too long on these because they're honorable mentions destiny 2 <laughs> destiny 2 i'm I think, surprised
0: this isn't up there for you
1: i know right i played so much of it but no i love destiny 2 because it nails the the loot loop for me like, it, it knows exactly what strings to tug to get me to be like, oh, man, but you know what? I'm just, like, two kills away from getting this exotic thing quest to pop up. And then after that, you know, if I just take that gun and then go kill 60 things with it while I'm doing this, then I can get two things at once, and then that will get me up to a higher light level. And that unlocks this next strike. And it was, it's, it's an amazing gameplay loop paired with excellent gameplay mechanics. They already had the best feeling shooting mechanics in any game. Um, Destiny 2 also then of course added much better story well a, a story you care about and characters you care about that you want to find out more information about as well as that soundtrack I was actually listening to the soundtrack again today while I was walking around flying my drone downtown and it's so freaking epic at times that I was just like I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this mm-hmm. it's not all available on Apple Music so I paid money for a soundtrack <laughs> oh it's 1994 up in this bitch so Destiny 2 you get an honorable mention We actually have three games in common.
0: Do we? Okay. We do. That's very cool. Resident Evil
1: 7 is my number five.
0: Oh, that's too funny. We both have a number five. Okay.
1: I thought that was an incredible experience. It is the the first big thing that I had with VR. I guess Mm -hmm. it came out two months after, uh, like two and a half months after I got my VR headset. But it is absolutely the most ambitious. Like, the fact that they were able to take that technology that was so young and put that full-scale game into a VR experience like that is stunning. Like absolutely nobody else has done that and it's now been over a year and i'd even now. have
0: that angle on it either which i think kind of shows how yeah. good that game is it's not just a great vr game it's a great game but when you play it in vr it takes a whole new yep a whole new uh completely immersive yeah, yeah. i'll let you talk you i won't talk it, during your top five I'll it is up.
1: terrifying in vr which is something that I haven't, you know, I, that, terrifying in different ways with other games, like Outlast and things like that, where I've talked about this when we talked about Amnesia, where if I don't have a way to defend myself, it's scary for the wrong reasons for me, where it's like, all I have is the option to hide, and all these guys are way too powerful, but if I have a gun, I feel safer. It's like, I know I can defend myself against these things, but Resident Evil takes that up another notch in, in virtual reality, and it is such an accomplishment that I just wanted to give it that little number five pedestal on my we've already you know, talked about all the other things about it that make it amazing but
0: it's funny because when i put it on my top five i'm like i feel so weird putting it on the top five because it's resident evil <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing to put in the top five but i feel like almost like vindicated that you put it on there as well yeah it's like yeah it is it's an amazing game it's fantastic amazing
1: game with excellent villains yeah excellent
0: villains the personalities of all of them are so good
1: yep yeah. that first time you're walking down the hallway in the, the, in the house. And oh.
0: fucking Jack busts through the wall. Yes. Shit my pants. Shit oh, my pants. Just the whole dinner scene where you're yep. tied down and they're like, why won't you eat my food? And you're like, ah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> like, I want to get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> fucking loved that game.
1: Number four, Cuphead. Wow. I didn't actually think I was going to be able to play this game this year. And then I got an Xbox over Black Friday. And this game is... It is, like, a brutally difficult platformer like Dark Souls that does everything it's trying to do perfectly. Like, you were talking about how Mario was, like, immaculately crafted. I feel like this takes those platforming and shooting mechanics and does them better than any other game that I've played. It's like Mega Man on crack. But they take that, and that would be a good game in itself, and it's addicting and great. But what really makes it shine is, of course, it's art style. And the fact that everything is a fucking cartoon from the filter that they have with all the hairs and, and the, getting caught in the camera trap to the, the cartoon style to the music, the barbershop quartets in it that are singing the entire time. And each of these villains that are also paired with such unique environments and different mechanics that are so unique to their particular character. Like you fight one boss that's on a giant stage and she's like a diva in the middle of a performance and there are all sorts of parts of the set that are coming out. And then um, there are, like, different effects, like lightning bolts being thrown. Fr- but everything's, like, on a little wire as it's coming down to attack you because it's mm-hmm. built in that theater. So they nailed every aspect of the aesthetic and the feel of these different bosses. And that is just, for their first game as a studio, Mazel tov. What day is it? Like, six of Hanukkah? I guess. Oh, Number Delta. three, we don't have to talk about this one too much because number three for me is as well, Hellblade Send you a
0: sacrifice. <laughs> Not only do they have Resident Evil and Hellblade, they're in the same exact spot. They're in spot. the same exact spots. Yep. That's hysterical.
1: Hellblade fucking caught me. I, Josh Osborne was so excited for this game. I was like, yeah, this game looks pretty cool. And then oh, he yeah. was so he excited was about it. He was pumped about that, that game. I got really excited about it. And when I played it, I, yeah, you've mentioned several times where it's just like, hey, Holden, I'm buying this game for you. You're going to play it yep. because we have to talk about it. <laughs> from everything they did from the performance capture to the the audio soundscape to, I think what really ties it, it's an amazing game for what it does with all of these things. And it looks beautiful. And the ke- mechanics are really awesome. And there are interesting enemies. And the struggle you go through from the the lying about... deleting your game progress to put you in the shoes of that character and being paranoid. But all of that gets put together when you watch the 10 minute documentary after the game Mm -hmm. and you see how all of these mechanics you were just doing, they are things people experience in real life. Yeah. And the way that they weave them in and make them a part of your story and part of the gameplay in a way that helps you to understand and mimic what they are going through on a daily set, like Mm -hmm. every single day
0: is incredible. Well, it's like you had these. It's the only game where they said wear headphones, and I'm like, oh, there's benefits yeah. from that. Yep. Like you hear that, you'd hear your voices talking to you, and like, you know, dodge that, or like, watch it behind you. You're like, do I trust it? Like, do I like, do I listen to myself? Like, it's, yeah, good stuff.
1: Yep. Number two, Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey. Woohoo! Super Mario Odyssey. I knew it was going to be good. Obviously, it's a Mario game, yeah. 3D platformer. I like all Mario games. They're fantastic. I even liked Super Mario Run, so shove it. It was a good game. I liked it. But Super Mario Odyssey is perfect. Mm-hmm. Is It's perfect. It is pure joy. Every single level, every single mechanic is pure joy. You are running through these things, collecting every single moon. There's always a little carrot. You, oh, I'm yep. going to go get this moon right over here. Oh. But on my way, you know, I saw that thing over on the other side of the island. Is It It might be faster to go get that one. I'm going to go grab that moon before I get the other one. And then while you're on the island over there, you're like, oh, shit, I see another moon over there, too. And, you know, like, if I make an arc around the level, I can get three more on my way to the original <laughs> one I was going to. And it's yep. it's so good. The boss battles were great and new and inventive. And the dragon. That, that dragon, right? And I love that it scales. It scales from the mm-hmm. youngest of kids can have fun with this totally. to the most insane – I don't understand it. people like you who go through and play all of these things with, like, a no-jump challenge or a don't-collect-coins <laughs> challenge. Like, people are doing that with this game. Did you watch and that video, by the way? Hard. I did, yes. <laughs> and it is incredibly – like, you can make this as hard as you want it to be, and there is content there to support
0: it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's totally. phenomenal. It's the most – how you put it? It's the most open Mario game in that sense. However yep. you want to do this, you can do it that way. Yeah.
1: Yep. And then number one – is Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't think that surprises anybody. <laughs> but when I play this game, and I think about it, especially having just come off of the Frozen Wilds, when I play this game, this is the one that I want to show people who, who maybe haven't played a game before. Well, I obviously wouldn't, because it's a lot to take in. But if somebody asks, what is one game that exemplifies kind of the best of what video games, every aspect of video games can be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think of Horizon Zero Dawn. When I want someone to take like performance capture seriously, I point them to this. When I want someone to take a look at like gameplay mechanics and being inventive with combat, like I, I point at this. When I want to think about story and how to actually elevate our medium of gaming and make it something that has really interesting and cool tales to tell, once you learn what Horizon Zero Dawn means... From there to the end of the game, it is something that you just can't quit. I have to figure out more about this world. I have to find these audio logs. And the way that it makes you care about all of these characters that you've literally never seen in your life, you just hear about them in audio logs, and you're like, they have literally nothing to do with the world in front of me right now, but I can't wait to figure out how they wrap up their conversation or how they get over their little tiff that they're having as a couple. That kind of stuff is amazing to me, and it's the first game that I have wanted to complete literally everything I could because I wanted to do these things, not necessarily because there was a trophy at the end of the tunnel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Horizon Zero Dawn is just every aspect of video games, I think, done better than any other game as a whole. Not only of 2017, but I think of all time for me right now. Is your
0: best game of all time right now?
1: I, for like, Honestly, I think it might be. I'd have to go back and play a couple other games just to make sure, see how they <laughs> stack up against each other. Yeah. But that game is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it has no real, like, quote-unquote progression system, you don't get stronger, you just get smarter with what you have is... Yeah. Amazing.
0: Horizons, you Dawn. So let's you run through our it. top fives one more time. So we have... So audiences, remember...
1: So mine was Resident Evil 7 at number 5, Cuphead at number 4, Hellblade at number 3, Super Mario Odyssey at number 2, and top it off with Horizon
0: Zero Dawn. And I had number 5, Resident Evil 7, number 4, Splatoon 2, number 3, Hellblade, number 2, Breath of the Wild, and number 1, Super Mario Odyssey. A lot of common, a lot more in common. Great. Yeah, right? A lot more common than I thought we were going to have. That's very really cool. Fifths,
1: 60% of our list was the same. Yeah. Super we didn't Mario consult was ahead like, of time. We didn't, no.
0: Yeah. Wow. So that was a really good episode. That was fun. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff we talked about. Let
1: us know. Tweet us. Email us.
0: Yes. Send us a bird. And then tune in next week because we have another great episode next week too. We're finally going to have our Game of the Month discussion around Bioshock. But probably even cooler than that, we're going to talk about what's coming in 2018 as well as our predictions for what we think is going to happen in 2018. And they will come correct. Because what we say, (laughs) everyone listens to us and says, we need to make sure that stuff happens this year. So you should really tune in next week. (laughs) correct.
1: Oh, man. And to prepare you for that, that'll actually look for this episode around the new year, around yeah. like New Year's Eve ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're taking just a little bit of extra time for vacation for the Christmas holiday. Yeah. Enjoy your holidays, everyone. Go kiss your family, eat some pie. And until New Year's Eve, we'll see Buh-bye. you. Bye-bye.